Today, I'm joined by Chelsea Leyland and Tatiana Steele, co-founders of the menstrual health platform and brand, Luni. On a mission to educate and support on personal wellness, Chelsea and Tatiana have truly created a one-of-a-kind solution. So make sure you stay tuned for more. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a like to welcome our guests for today, Chelsea Leyland and Tatiana Steele. They are the co-founders of Looney, a research-backed, holistic brand illuminating menstrual health and shredding the stigmas that have long surrounded periods. Chelsea, a model, DJ and activist, entered the menstrual wellness space after years of suffering after debilitating undiagnosed endometriosis. Deciding enough was enough, she understood that the need for transparent conversations around personal wellness was larger than just her own journey. Also blown away at the lack of education on safer menstrual solutions, Tatiana, a former investment banker at Goldman Sachs, recognised the strong need for body literacy. Launching early this year, Looney offers just that, informing and supporting women's health through science-backed solutions. I cannot wait to sit down with both Chelsea and Tatiana today to share more on this. So guys, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. First up first, I'm going to start with you, Chelsea. I asked all my guests a question. I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Chelsea? Such a big question. (laughs) I would say I am a seeker. Um, and I think this permeates everything I do. I'm always looking to understand more, whether that's spiritually, emotionally, um, or in regards to my health uh, and healing. I'm an empath, often to my own detriment. I'm an activist, a creative, a music lover, and a white witch. Okay, well, there's so much I want to talk about in that. That's amazing. And such a beauty. Like, I've heard many, but that was a pretty, pretty awesome response. I mean, no pressure, Tatiana, but um, your turn now. Who in a nutshell is Tatiana? (laughs) I'll give you a small nutshell first. I think in a very small nutshell, I'm, I'm a work in progress, which is a good Mm. thing. I always want to be a work in progress. But in a larger nutshell, I'm someone who loves to has always loved to build and create, be it Ikea flatback furniture or, or companies. <laughs> um, I love discovering and exploring. I love something with an absolute answer, um, mm. with fact behind it, with science behind it. But I also love the more spiritual side of things. And nature is my happy place. I'm never happier than hiking in the mountains and also just constantly learning and, and nurturing, uh, be it my, my daughter or, or, you know, broader kind of community, family and friends. Oh, that's amazing. And, and similar to you with hiking and being in the outdoors, it's just, there's nothing more free and 
grounding than being in the nature and you know uh, the minute like you get out with you're very lucky being in California right now you have a lot of great nature around you yeah not couldn't say much I was thinking with my friends and like my one of my best friends had moved to Italy and every weekend he has all these dolomites and mountains to go to and I'm just like I have a few hills if I can call them and a few sheep <laughs> to visit mounds <laughs> a few mounds okay. you know but yeah um, take what definitely. you can take what you can exactly take what you can and <laughs> make the most of it so it's all good but um I'd love to ask I know um so Chelsea you you were born and raised in in South London um uh, and so how many years were you in England for before you moved to the US I was in England till about the age of 19 um so I moved to the US at quite a young age um and I initially moved to go to acting school Cool I didn't know that <laughs> Yeah I studied method acting at the Lee Strasberg uh, theater and film institute and then I, yeah. I i sort of fell into djing um and that really was like my next port of call and i guess i ended up staying in america so i've now been there for 15 years um and i've had many many lives and many chapters i djing kind of led me into advocacy in my work work as a medical cannabis epilepsy and endometriosis activist or advocate and then I worked on a documentary um, for about five years which hopefully will be coming out early next year and then of course Looney. Just a couple of things. A couple of things. <laughs> oh that's amazing. So <laughs> yeah I, I, I wanted to ask about the documentary and actually because that was so exciting I saw on your Instagram profile that like coming soon I was like I'm gonna ask her. And the, so can you tell us a little bit about what's like what what's in the documentary? that you're working yeah on. of course so the documentary really and I know we'll touch upon this in in shortly but I'll give you the kind of first um part of the story as it were but it's it's yeah. really rooted in my own journey with epilepsy and um I've been you know very vocal about my journey with seizures and discovering um the wonders of cannabinoids which is a um botanically derived ingredient from the cannabis plant which for me, ended up being a much more effective form of treatment for my seizures than any of the drugs and the anticonvulsant medicines that I had previously been on. Um, so this was about seven years ago um, that I discovered cannabinoids and they had a huge impact on my health. I haven't had one seizure since using medical cannabis and I don't suffer from a lot of the side effects that I used to because I'm not taking that medicine anymore. Um, and as one does in this day and age, um, I guess when I started to feel the effects of cannabis, I took to social media. Mm -hmm. I had quite an overwhelming response from people within that community, just trying to get information. Who's your neurologist? What, you know, anticonvulsants were you taking before? How did you wean off? Um, you know, how do you know how much to use in terms of like dosage? And, and I, I think I quite quickly realized that trying to play doctor wasn't the most responsible thing to do, given that, um, you know, I'm not a physician. And so at that time, I kind of asked myself, well, well how can I have, you know, impact? How, how can I share this story? Um, and how can I ultimately um, help support patient access, um, which was the issue for my sister, also epileptic, mm -hmm. has a much more severe form than I do, lives in full-time care in the UK and has daily seizures. So very, very different 
different uh, degree than I have. And we can't gain access for her because of the restrictive policies in the UK. Um, So focusing on fair and safe patient access was really the, the kind of driving force behind the documentary Thanks for sharing the personal story behind it too. I think it's going to connect with many, many people and also uh, really educate a lot of people as well. Um, but also, um, Tatiana, on your, where were you born and raised? I was born in London as well, born and raised oh. in London. Little Brits on the call, nice. It, it's actually extremely confusing for, for people, kind of investors, you know, customers, yeah. etc. When they talk to Chelsea and I, they're like, so you're based in England? We're like... No, no, we're in the US. <laughs> oh, no, um, like, uh, the amount of times I have like um, articles and it's like Asian Americans and I'm like, and me and my right. sister come up and I'm like, well, we're, our brand is like American. Yeah, but like we're, we're actually not American by any means. But sometimes it's like, let's, let them run it. Let them run the story. It's fine. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, keep it simple. <laughs> we'll be whoever you want us to be. <laughs> we're everywhere in the world. But um, so, 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 and then what was your story in the sense of like, when did you end? up moving and your journey into into the corporate world and in the banks and stuff yeah so so I was born and raised in London and then when I was trying to figure out where to go for university uh, I visited Dublin and I guess that was my first sort of step into another country I went and studied at Trinity College in Dublin which then took me to Shanghai um, where I lived for for a year which was um, incredible eye-opening experience yeah and throughout this time before before university and and during I was I loved working I just loved working with small businesses during the summers you know as projects and and um and so that kind of started to like lay the groundwork for for where maybe my career wanted to go and then while I was in Shanghai I decided to apply to some bigger corporate companies for internships because I had experience with lots of smaller companies and startups, but just hadn't kind of got the taste for the other side of things and landed an internship with Goldman Sachs in London in their investment banking uh, division. And it was the most challenging 10 weeks (laughs) of my sort of professional, (laughs) young professional life to date. And it really cap, cap, captured my attention, the kind of, you know, varieties of companies you could come across in a role like that, the variety of people you came across and variety of work. And I was lucky enough to, to get offered a job with them at the end of that internship. So I then joined them in London full time afterwards. I had had I used to sneak upstairs um, at 10 p.m. after bedtime at the age of goodness knows what to watch Sex in the City uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> And so ever since then, I was just like completely hooked on the idea of New York. Yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't shake it. And so while I was at Goldman, obviously they're headquartered in in New York and um, an opportunity arose. And so I moved moved across the New York office with them and and kind of got got hooked on America and and have made my way across to L.A. So I've been here better, better part of 10 years now. I have, a, I have a lot of, I mean, I'm an engineer for four years. So as you can imagine, a lot of my friends went into either finance or invest IB and a lot of them in Goldman and two of my bestest friends actually did the exact same thing, worked in London Goldman and they both relocated to New York with Goldman. Really? Yeah. And they're both there now. <laughs> so it's a very, it's a very, yeah, it's a, they're more in um, like kind of 
engineering, but kind of like in that kind of area. And, but yeah, they're, um, they're, they, they love it. And, you know, Goldman's great to relocate as well. And now I think that I'm like, oh, they're completely going to stay in America, I think, for the rest of long, God knows how long. So I'm a bit jealous, but yeah, very excited <laughs> for them. <laughs> um, still, time. I am looking at my visa. I just have to decide on, it's a hard thing to decide, right? Do you give up? The, I don't want to be a dual tax resident. So like, do mm. I decide to give up which one? I have to make a decision soon. But it's kind of hard. My team is mainly here. So I think I know the answer. It's, it's mainly UK. <laughs> I, 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 I've got a team of 30 now. I can't leave them here. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going. This is my Sex and the City moment. But like, they'll be like, no, 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 no. You're not going um, <laughs> So I would love to know a little bit about like how you guys met um, and then the journey in creating Looney and kind of like, I know you guys both are, you know, have your own stories as well into why this um, area of beauty is very passionate for you guys. But we'd love to know from maybe, maybe Chelsea, you can go first and then Tatiana, you can continue. Yeah. So um, Tatiana and I were introduced by mutual friends. And um, I think at the time, I mean, certainly from my side, I had the idea and the concept was there, um, knew where I was trying to go and, and what I wanted to build, um, but knew I couldn't do it alone. Um, and I knew I needed the missing piece of the puzzle, right? I needed like the yin to my yang. And I knew kind of, I would be more focused on sort of brand, marketing, PR, product, um, storytelling. Um, and, you know, I needed somebody that was more experienced with the business side and the finance side. Um, and so I had my, my eyes peeled, as it were, um, had already been sort of plugging away on a few pieces of the business, but there was nothing tangible there yet. Um, and you know, obviously, it's a long road ahead. It's still a long road ahead. Um, and so I was introduced by this mutual friend and um we went for a coffee and it just ended up being this really passionate conversation um we touched on on so many kind of intimate parts about our our health as women our struggles um and I just remember coming away thinking like huh wasn't expecting to feel like that I want to speak to her again I want to spend more time with her again and I wonder if this is if this is my person and I had I had been on the lookout for some time and I had, you know, they will say you've got to kiss a few frogs. And so I, I remember sort of trying not to get too excited because I had done that previously and then it hadn't ended up being the right person. Um, but lo and behold, yeah. it was the right person. And we met right before lockdown and we yeah. started building this business remotely in lockdown and, and the rest is kind of history. And it was just so funny that we got to a point where we were like, we've only met once and we sort of know each other so intimately now we we, we know each other but through screens and it was it you know it, I yeah. mean and I know that we'll look back on this time probably in another five ten years and it will seem even weirder but you know it was uh it was quite the journey that's so cool and, and then so Tatiana like how did the name come to be Leonie because it's such a beautiful name so uh, that uh, that really is actually also Chelsea's story to be honest but she if you don't mind me telling it for you, Charles, it was kind of a term of endearment that was used in her family. Um, yeah. You know, you're such a loony, blah, blah, blah. And she proposed the name to me 
when we were going through the cycle of, of, of searching for something. It was called something else, actually, at that time in the business. Um, yeah. And I said, I, I think it's too controversial. And we kind of put mm-hmm. it to bed. I just, you know, we looked at it from a few angles, um, particularly the sort of, you know, mental health stigma. And we thought it's yeah. too controversial. We can't, we can't go with that right now. So put it to bed, went on a, you know, another two month cycle of waking up at 3 a.m. with five names and scrolling them down and then looking at them in the morning going, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, and then two months later, we were just having a catch up. And I said, OK, Charles, if I had to you know, force you to, to name the business something right now, what would it be? And she went, loony. And I was like, done. It, done. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm sorry I wasted two months. And actually, there's so many beautiful things about it. You know, it does have that playfulness to it. It does have that taboo tackling nature to it. Loony, lunatic, you know, women often being called lunatic at at certain times of the month. Um, It's okay. We do go a bit loony and that's okay. Um, Luna with the perception of, you know, menstrual cycles being tied to the moon. Yeah. And lunatic originally kind of the derivation of it is moonstruck. So there's something kind of spiritual and beautiful in that, as well as the double O kind of mirroring ovaries, mm. mirroring breasts. You know, there's just, there's a lot wrapped up in that little word. That's, uh, I love it. And uh, I love also when there's that moment where there's so many, it's like kind of like buying a home <laughs> or whatever. You're like, you have so many options, like just go. You've got to just make a decision. And it's never easy deciding on a name. Um, I mean, sometimes you just know, you know, but even then it's like, you might know it, but then there's like trademark issues and this. So you can also go back to square one again, right? Um, but it, it just makes perfect sense when you say it. But yeah. There's an interesting process that happens frequently with numerous parts of business and Mm. be interested for your take but when you start asking other people's opinions on things it's a really interesting path to go down because on the one you know the people are going to be your customers hopefully at once so their opinion does matter but actually there's kind of a point where you've got to lead right you can't just lead Constantly it's so solicit. funny you say that. I, I think also there's a way of how you ask without asking. It's kind of like you 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 ask for feedback without asking for kind of permission to 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 change. Because a lot of people when they ask, they automatically go on like um, when they receive the aunt the question, they go on devil advocate mode. They they think about oh okay yes, but let me give you some other side. It's like and then it can be damaging when you actually are like. Okay, but like, you could just be like, I love it. I like it, right? So sometimes I think I always kind of, yeah, try to ask less people. If I do ask, I'm always like going in with like, okay, it's 99% this. So just if you tell me the pros and then tell me the cons, but like, don't just say the cons, you know, because it might be this. Um, But yeah, sometimes less people is easier to not get crowded judgment. Yeah, people love to give advice as well. Like people love to to kind of be in that position. And I think- that for us has always been interesting yeah. as we... I mean, I did the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think what, what we often say, looking for patterns with advice is 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 the way forward. Um, That's so true. Yeah. It can be it can be really, really tough. And I, and I think you do have to sort of almost put on a bit of an armor in certain areas and say, okay, well, what do we really think and what feels right to us? And, you know, we, you have to trust yourselves. You have to back yourselves. Um, because otherwise you can mm-hmm. sway quite easily. And I think it really depends on like the day and or the week or the month or the task in terms of, of how you're feeling. Cause, cause sometimes it's just like, okay, 
I really don't know the answer to this. Like, I, I need help. Let me ask people who really know. Yeah. And sometimes it's about coming back to yourself. And I think we've had a lot of those moments where we've, even in hindsight, been able to say, I think we kind of knew the answers. And I think we didn't trust ourselves, you know? And I think as you make more and more decisions, it becomes easier just to rely on yourself because, A, you have so many more to, to make. So as you know, at this stage of the business and as you grow, it, there's like every day more and more decisions. There's no time to think and overthink. You just have to say, like, go. And a lot of the time I get asked by people who are not necessarily entrepreneurs, but they say, how do you like deal with the stress of having to decide things? I'm like, you know what? The main answer is I don't have time to even think about <laughs> like <laughs> the stress of that decision. I just have, I just have to make it. And okay, look, if, if it goes right and wrong, you never know. Every decision you make will have its pros and cons. So you just got to make them and make more and more and deal with it. The pros and cons as it comes, you know, that's it. Um, so but at the beginning, you have a bit more time. So I, when you start a business, I do think like take that time to just make sure because those are big decisions you make at the early stage that will probably stay for a while. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting one. But I would like one this big decision, which I'm sure you guys had to go through, was deciding on your first product to launch, because that's obviously a big, big, important part of the business. So, um it's a balance being mood complex, correct? Is that the main, that's the main hero. Um, who wants to tell me about, it's also, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I've never actually seen a pill that like, it's a piece of art. Like I could probably like, you should take a photo of that with the highest resolution camera and just like make it super big and it just be like a piece of art on the wall. It's stunning. Um, but yeah, how, who, whoever wants to take that away, let me know. And then what's it, what's it all about? Well, I mean, I, I, I think I think there's even this the step before the product, but which is the kind of why. But I, I think yeah. um we I mean maybe we'll get to that, but I think from from leading with that product, we started off with the why, you know, why why did we build Looney? Um I yeah. think, you know, for us the the first stop for the first initial product was was going to be menstrual pain. We ended up conducting some consumer research um on about 600 uh we sent out a survey to about 600 participants which we never anticipated having having that many people involved but we sent out this survey and it just got such a fantastic response and people were just sharing it and so we ended up um we ended up just having a much larger sort of cohort of 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 consumers to ask and put this to but Mm -hmm. the low mood side of of the menstrual cycle um ended up being the most prevalent symptom. So, uh, you know, it's really important for me when thinking about brands and why they exist today is really thinking about the why. And I think consumers today are really wanting to know, and that's the great gateway to connect more deeper into a brand. So for me, I would love to know the why behind Looney. So maybe Chelsea, you can start and then Tatiana, you can take it away after. So Looney stems from a very personal place. Um, and is, you know, we're a, a mission-driven company. And that really starts with with Tatiana and I as founders and our struggle with our menstrual cycles. So in my case, I have a chronic condition known as endometriosis, which affects one in 10 people who menstruate, um, has an average diagnosis time of around 10 years. And I waited uh, 10 years to receive a diagnosis, uh, which is you know, pr- pretty crazy when you when you really think about it. And that for me was just years and years of debilitating pain. I was passing out from my periods. I was vomiting. Um, I was doubled over in pain in bed. Um, I 
ended up in the emergency room a bunch of times um, because the pain was was so intense. I mean, I would be lying on the bathroom floor with my head in the loo, um, just vomiting because the pain was so intense. And I repeatedly went to my physician and my OBGYN to complain about my experience um, and just shared everything I have just done with you. And again and again, I was met with the same response, which was pretty much that, you know, I was a woman and this was sort of part and parcel of being a woman. And to avoid the pain, I should take the birth control pill, Um, which for me at the time didn't feel like an option because, as I mentioned earlier, I'm epileptic and I was taking a lot of drugs for my epilepsy. So to take synthetic hormones on top of that just didn't feel like the right solution for me. So instead, I took the other option, which was extremely strong painkillers. So I was on a cocktail of codeine, methanolic acid, you name it, uh, which wreaked havoc eventually on my gut and my microbiome. Um, So I think just that level of um, discomfort, um, but also the lack of solutions and not feeling like your pain is really heard. I think sort of being made to question yourself, am I crazy? Like, is this normal? I kept saying like, this cannot be normal. Um, but the response made me feel like it was normal. And so I think being on that journey and having to become my own best advocate and having to find alternative solutions is is really kind of what, what led us to Looney. You know, feeling frustrated and, and let down by allopathic medicine, that's when I began to look to alternative medicine, started to use traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Chinese herbs. Uh, I looked to Ayurvedic medicine, really began to hone in on my diet, um, my stress levels, you know, practicing yoga, taking up meditation. And so I think this really was was kind of the path to alternative medicine. You know, as I mentioned earlier, having had so much success using cannabinoids, um, botanically derived ingredient from the cannabis plant to treat my epilepsy, I, I had already sort of, you know, come over to the other side, as it were. And that really just was like the conduit to, to sort of beginning um, the journey of Looney, testing, experimenting, trying different products, feeling frustrated with the medical system and feeling like there's got to be better solutions out there. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, um, no, it's a very personal journey, but I think uh, a lot of people will really a, appreciate that the why in that, but also I'm sure a lot of people are going through something like very similar. And I think it's important to spread a, awareness on it as well. Um, so thank you. Really, it was really special to hear. And maybe Tatiana uh, would love to know also on your end, um, the why. Of course. So it's, it's also a very, you know, personally mission-driven business from my end as well. Um, but honestly, my awareness wasn't brought to my own body until I had this coffee with Chelsea back in 2020, which, um, you know, at the age of past 30, uh, was, a, was several, several years too late. I have vomited from my menstrual pain. I've had to stop and lie down in the middle of the street um, due to my menstrual pain. I've struggled enormously with with my mood, um, but, you know, never realized until my period would start. And then I was like, that's why I've had three, four days of tears and irritability and, you know, kind of irrational thinking. Um, And I only then thought there must be a better way. And the reason I, I hadn't had the awareness previously was because, you know, my mother suffered with the same thing and she thought it was normal. 
her mother had the same and she thought it was normal. So it's just this very institutionalized, like systemic way of thinking that's been passed down and passed down um, due to several reasons, which we don't have the time to go into now. But, you know, I was kind of given a, a pack of ibuprofen and Advil and sent sent on my way. And I think on average, 20, a woman or a person who menstruates loses 23 days a year to productivity due to their due to their menstrual cycle and kind of you know when you start putting it in economic terms like that as well a lot more people start paying attention too so it's um it's it's a real issue and I didn't realize there were alternative ways of managing that discomfort um, until I met Chelsea and started going on this journey of you know more holistic solutions more botanically derived solutions and it's just imperative that that this awareness is brought to to other people who menstruate um, as soon as possible. So, you know, it's what I definitely want to wake up and and spend thirty hours a day doing for the rest of my life. Uh, thank you for sharing that too. So, so, in terms of the ingredients as well, uh, I love. You also have an Ayurvedic herb that we use a lot in since my childhood, ashwagandha. Um, don't know if you know, but ashwagandha means uh, strength of a horse or a stallion. So it's an amazing herb. We have it in our hair oil, and it's yeah, it's very powerful. Um, but we'd love to know a bit about kind of uh, the complexes, like the inside ingredients, um, and how they can help. There's a reason we were kind of in development for over two years, mm. and that's because we wanted to innovate to an extent <laughs> that we really couldn't see on the market yet. Um, there are a lot of supplements out there claiming to do good, but when you dig down into the formulations and the potencies, they're, just, they're not good enough. And, and we also really cared about doing the diligence around where the ingredients were coming from, which supplies they were coming from, making sure we could trace every single one of those things back. So we did a lot of work. We've got a great team of medical advisors on board that really bridge that sort of holistic science or sorry, holistic um, approach to wellness yeah. and health along with the conventional approach. So at Looney, we always start with nature. We're inspired by nature. And we want to stick to as close to what Mother Nature kind of provides us with as possible. But then we always want to inform with science. And so that's, you know, what's taken the time here. So the ingredients are all ones that have some research behind them or had, have hundreds of years of anecdotal <laughs> evidence behind them, one or the other, um, behind helping towards moon, mood, helping mm towards boosting, you know, those serotonin levels, helping towards maintaining that very delicate balance of intricate <laughs> different hormones across the menstrual cycle. You know, every single day, the inner hormone workings of a person who menstruates are so intricate. And if that balance goes slightly out of whack, you might feel really rubbish. So every ingredient contributes um, to helping you feel kind of the best you can feel every day. And it's a beautiful formulation and we fitted it into a daily dose of just two uh, capsules. If we were using other technology, you'd have to take at least four. So it's a really potent formulation using the most bioavailable ingredients we could find. And we're very, very proud of it. The formulation is, is a blend of um, adaptogens, nootropics, vitamins and minerals. And no synthetic fillers. 
Amazing. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, and do you, do you um, like, I always ask about the MPD story, like how long did it take to get it right? Because uh, we as founders, these are our babies. We're not going to launch something unless it's perfect. Uh, was it a, was it, especially in the lockdown, right? In the pandemic, you had to probably wait for samples to arrive. You're in different locations. You both have to obviously wait until you tested and trial them to see um, what was that process like for product testing and evaluating? Long. We got a lot of, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of laughs, didn't we, Chelsea? I remember, you know, we were like, okay, we want to launch this product in X amount of time. And literally just people would laugh at us. <laughs> and you know what? I actually think that's really played to our strength. Yeah. We got, we've got a lot of no's and I would say, you know, that's been one of the sort of hardest things, um, to deal with it, it, to the business today, you know, no, no, we're not going to invest. No, you can't do this in this amount of time. No, this doesn't exist yet. But actually we, if Chelsea and I had maybe gone through this process before, we wouldn't have even bothered to ask. And, and you've got to push people in pushing people. That's how innovation arises, right? That's how it comes to market. And so We've we've really pushed the the. It took a long time to get right. We spoke to a lot of different manufacturers. Some felt short of our our, our standards, and we found um, one within within the states um, who works with excellent suppliers that we can really trust and that worked with us to you know not include titanium dioxide, for example, that is in kind of every other <laughs> product out there. Um, so it's it's fantastic. Once you you know once you've created the the product that you're just like okay this doesn't exist this is something you will consume as well um, and you can't wait to get it into more people's hands it's it, it must be so exciting but definitely I'm sure the minute it launched just seeing the reviews come in I'm, I'm already looked at your website you have really great reviews how has the feedback been from people? The, the feedback has honestly been I think so far and, and obviously we just launched in June so Looney is very much still in its infancy but I think yeah. it has been beyond our wildest dreams I think it's safe to say that um, we've had really really positive feedback we've had um, you know feedback um, sort of ranging from you know the aesthetic which obviously um, you just touched upon but you know we, we really wanted to create mm. a product that was not only efficacious that was not only research back where we could have that data to say like this really works, um, it's safe, it's effective, um, but also yeah. that aligned with our brand. And we lead with brand at Looney, and it's so important that everything in everything that we do. And so to be able to actually create something that people are saying, I look forward to taking my pills because I feel like I'm taking these magical little pink pearls every morning um, is is really rewarding for us. Um, and then we've had, you know, responses ranging from this is the first cycle where, you know, I have been able to see the wood from the trees and I haven't been, um, you know, in bed, like teary eyed um, and, and actually also had some feedback of people saying that it helped with other symptoms of their menstrual cycle. So beyond what we actually developed the product specifically oh. for. So that's been really, really rewarding. And I think that helps us get out of bed every morning and just continue to do what we're doing uh, i can imagine and you know I, I read the reviews and okay obviously the usual this is amazing it's helped me so much but one thing i really loved and stood out was and i'll read it now is you know 
someone's said, I feel good and safe knowing the amount of research and time that has gone into formulating the product. Like, you know, that sense of trust, um, because it can be, you know, something new and something that they're introducing into a new ritual for them. It can be quite scary if there hasn't, you know, as you said, the titanium dioxide, and you don't know what's in these products. And people often are not um, educated enough to really understand what is an inky list and what is these exact. And, but to know that, you know, you guys are putting all the effort and work and very transparent about that process. And then they can feel very comfortable. I think that's a really big factor. And I think a lot of brands um, haven't taken the time to do that, especially at the beginning, to build trust with their customers because they go straight into these big marketing campaigns and let's grow big. And I think you can't rush this stuff because if you're here to stay for a while and you're not trying to exit in two years or three years, you should take the time to really make sure you built that relationship. And I see that. So I'm sure that's exactly what you guys intended. Um, yeah, that's really good to hear. Transparency for us has, has been such a big piece. And I think there, there are moments of, as you say, with an early business that people can easily sort of skip over and get away with. Like, for example, 43% of our ingredients are organic. Um, and we haven't actually had um, a lot of consumers ask us that question, you know, are your, are your ingredients organic? And so in many respects, I feel that, you know, we could just get away with using 43% um, organic ingredients and then, you know, sort of worrying about the, the rest later. But for us, we really decided to lead with that transparency so that people and, you know, our customers can actually come along for the ride. And so they can understand, well, why didn't you use 100% yeah. organic ingredients? Um, and then I think also just, you know, knowing that the product is created by two women, you know, who menstruate, who actually yeah. um, felt like they deserved better. And actually, you know, we are we are the customer. And so for us, you know, yeah. just being on this journey of product development, I think the more the deeper we got, the more frightening it was because the more you learn and the more you realize that you just can't <laughs> trust what's what's on, on market. But you know, just uh, focusing on like ingredients that weren't endocrine disrupting like it's so frightening how many products that supposedly are treating um you know some of these symptoms uh, pertaining to the menstrual cycle but that can then contain endocrine disrupting ingredients so i think there's um i think as we as consumers become more educated there's that sort of trust or that lack of trust will actually continue to grow the more information you have you know yeah. the the more you frightening it is because the you, yeah the better but 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 then you know I think it but you become the solutions become more limited um because exactly yeah. and because the reality is is there isn't a lot of um especially when we go down the whole product development often we go in thinking we expect certain answers and we actually get told like I remember I was so adamant on like one, for example, kukuma turmeric, right? I was so adamant to get all of my main Ayurvedic ingredients from India. And for me, it was like the story, it's helping local farms and villages, and this is an Ayurvedic brand. And then we found out the turmeric that you get in India has more minerals and like iron and like some metals in there, like at 80, 70%. And the ones in like, I think in a, far, in a place in Texas or somewhere in middle America was like 90 something percent. And I was like, wait, you're telling me it's more safer, this turmeric? I don't know. Do you have this, Tatiana, you're nodding. Do you have similar yeah. stories, right? Where you're like, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing you, but, but, but uh, as a consumer, as Chelsea said, the further you get in, the more frightening it is. I mean, people, yeah. brands are just going to manufacturers and saying, I want something to, you know, um, for hair growth 
and yeah. they have no idea what's in their own products. And and uh. what you said earlier, Akash, like really hit home, you know, transparently, our initial business plan was to pour a lot of money into paid marketing and like make yeah. a big splash. And as we went down the journey, we, we, we thought, hold on, let's remember why we started this brand. This is this is not what we want to do. This is not what Looney's about. We are about trust and trust takes time. We both built this from very, very personal experiences. And the reason we're out here is because we want, don't want other people who menstruate to have had the same experiences we do. That takes yeah. time and time is slow. And so, you know, it, it, yeah, I think there's a lot of merit in, in how we're both doing things. Yes. No, 100%. I, and trust me, I, I mean, it's so evident in in a single glance into everything you're doing so it's uh, it's so good to start the foundations of any business in such a integral integrity full of integrity right then then rush into into revenue year month one and run rates and this and that because um i think those days are not the future anymore and i think your stakeholders right your conscious capitalist approach of building a company people from your retailers to this and i listen i have conversations every day with my retailer they're like you know you're not spending enough you're not growing quick enough and i'm like uh for me 200 percent growth and growth is amazing if you give me I'm sure I can be this crazy VC capital growth, 1,500%, but that's what you don't want because then in a okay. year's, two, to, two years time, I'll probably exit. You'll then deal with a conglomerate because then what can you do if you grow that fast? You need more money, more help. And then what? I'm having exactly. fun here. I'm here for the long term and I'm showing growth, but mindful growth, you know, that's the most important. And sometimes by speaking up to them, they're, they actually learn because they don't know what they know they, they just see the other brands doing what they're doing and of course if the other brands coming to them with like huge media plan and investing millions in media to to a retailer and doing all these events and field staff and i'm there with my very humble approach <laughs> they do come to me and say you should accelerate more and i'm like uh or they should decelerate more you know? it's all about <laughs> it's, compromise it's all about compromise and balance right yeah. Pun intended with balance. <laughs> no, but um, but uh, I would love before we go into kind of fire round, and I have two more questions for you guys. So, um, and either one of you can take it. Um, one is just about explaining a little bit about uh, the cycle, because I know one percent of every order goes to your charity of choice partner. Um, and then I would also love to ask about the future of Looney. So you can conquer and divide. Who wants to take which question? I'll I'll take the first one. Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Chelsea, tell us about the cycle. <laughs> Tatiana, you got the future. <laughs> so um, the, the cycle are an organization that we partnered with um, because their mission really resonated with us. Um, it started with providing clean sanitation in India for, for, for mm. people and, and specifically, um, you know, young girls that, that don't have access to that. And as a result, are dropping out of school when they begin to, to menstruate. Um, and so that's where they began. And I think, you know, that that really resonated with us. I mean, obviously, we are very privileged and have never been faced with with any sort of problem um, of that scale. Um, you know, we're, we're able to have access to clean sanitation to, to change our tampons or our pads um, and continue education. Um, and then they launched a initiative um, in the last couple of years. Um, specifically around endometriosis diagnosis. So going into communities, educating community leaders, educating teachers, educating 
men as well on the menstrual cycle and what these symptoms look like in regards to endometriosis. You know, how do they present? Um, and, um, you know, because we have, and this is something that we feel so passionate about, but we have obviously normalized a lot of these symptoms. Um, so they can, you know, be really, really mm. challenging to diagnose. And, and, you know, the average diagnosis time for endometriosis in the UK or in the US is, is on average 10 years. I waited 10 years for, for a diagnosis. Um, so it's so important that, you know, the education is there. Um, and then, and then uh, helping to pair them with um, gynecologists um, or uh, OBs because it can be taboo uh, to go and see a gynecologist before marriage, which can be incredibly problematic when you're not mm -hmm. getting pap smears or you're not being able to have these kind of open conversations. So for us, it was a no-brainer. And, um, you know, obviously we've just launched. And so our work with them has just begun. But I think we're really excited about, you know, what's to come in terms of partnerships with the cycle. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And exactly that. It's just begun. And I can't wait to see what more you guys do together um, beyond just product, right? There's going to be donations. I'm sure there's a lot more. Uh, and that's the cool thing about bringing, you know, building a brand is you never know where it can take you. And uh, we have a fund where we help tigers and it's my, me and my sister's mm. own charity. And then sometimes I'll be in a conversation. I'll just like always like diffuse it in. I'll be like, by the way. And then like retailers are now like, oh, we can maybe create something where people like Sephora points can go to donations. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool. I never thought about that. There's so many, the most important thing is, you know, just as many areas of awareness and education. And then of course, donations and funds. Um, it's so important. So uh, thank you for sharing that, Chelsea. Um, and my last question, Tatiana, is the future of Looney that you can at least foresee in the I, mean, I always say like no one I mean you can have these five-year plans three-year plans but you know at the end of the day that's just a scrap piece of paper we just have an idea we don't really know but uh roughly though what is the future looking like for Looney? I mean we have some um <laughs> we have some pretty wild ambitions but I think the immediate future really starts with just great product innovation yeah. that's going to deliver better solutions than the blanket solution of birth control that women have been offered for the past 60, 70 years for mm. everything ranging from, you know, there are like millions of women in the US who are, and around the world, who are purely taking hormonal contraception, not for contraceptive reasons, but purely for non-contraceptive reasons, like menstrual pain, like acne, mm. all of those, those side effects. So, you know, it really starts with with us applying the same rigor to balance beam to, to other symptoms, um, be it breast tenderness, be it ovulation pain, menstrual pain, back pain, acne, etc. So that's that's where we're going to start. But we really are only just getting started. I think yeah. a huge part of Looney, you know, education and community have unfortunately become somewhat buzzwords in, um, yeah, for in sure. this in, in our space, Akash, and, and, but we believe in both of those verticals so much. And again, that kind of spe speaks to our slower approach. We're building a fantastic community of people who are looking for information, for, you know, ways to live in sync with their cycle. And so we, that's why we say we're a menstrual health platform is really because we're going beyond products. 
You know, we want to reach people who menstruate at all, all parts of their life cycle and, and just help them live more in sync. Oh, thank you. And yeah, very excited. As you said, it's just the beginning. So um, for everyone listening as well, I'm going to put all the, the, the links so you can continue to follow the journey because that's the best way to see how Looney evolves and what amazing work you guys do together. But I have fire round questions. I normally have a desert island situation question, but that's a bit redundant now because it's like, which product would you bring? But we all know which product you guys are going to bring. So that's easy. Um, we can skip that one, but let's go straight to fire round. So what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? Irene Forte Skincare. Yeah. Uh, she, she is a friend, so it's a slightly biased answer, but her products are so beautiful. They're all made with amazing ingredients from Sicily and the Mediterranean and blended in the most amazing formulations. I have very difficult skin and her products are honestly some of the only ones that make me feel a million dollars. <laughs> uh, and she's come on the podcast. So you have to listen to her episode if you haven't. But yeah. she's amazing. She's a lover. Um, and Chelsea, what's another beauty brand you're currently loving? I would say I'm such a beauty junkie. So it's a hard question to answer. But um, I would say Osea would be my, with my current topic. Yeah. Beautifully, um, botanically derived ingredients, clean products that are really yeah. effective. And, yeah. and they have just such a, such a great range of products as well. And yeah, just love how they're family owned and yeah. authentic. The next question is, what's your guilty pleasure currently? Cats is going to laugh at this one, but working from bed. <laughs> working from bed. That's, that's um, sometimes a must. Let's be honest. That's a, that's a lockdown now. <laughs> mandatory requirement sometimes <laughs> it's hilarious how acceptable it is to have it's like your so bed sheets in the background of investor pictures <laughs> oh my god literally and and yeah and not even worrying about it it's so funny but it's so true it's I wonder when it will eventually become sort of semi not acceptable but for now it's super acceptable still so. <laughs> there's obviously like weekend working yeah. in bed which kind of feels kind of normal but sometimes at four o'clock yeah. you've just got to go and That's sit normal. soft and you get more work on that way. Oh, I love that. And uh, Tatiana, how about you? What's a guilty pleasure of yours? It depends if you're going to ban me from sugar and pudding, because I've heard you do that before. But otherwise, <laughs> it would be rice pudding if I'm not banned from that. Which is... No, no, no. You can, you can, you know, I've allowed that now. But I, I ban when people say chocolate. I'm like, that's a too easy one. Chocolate. Yeah. But, but rice pudding, I'll give you that Rice one. pudding is weird enough. That I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or singing really loudly in the car. I love doing that. Sometimes I won't uh, even drive anywhere. I'll just go and sit in the car and sing really loudly. I have a terrible voice. That, when I, uh, <laughs> I wanna, you know, there's like we should do. I should do those. Um, there's like carpool karaoke. You know, there's like YouTube <laughs> couple videos, carpool karaoke. That'd be so funny. Maybe. I should make the pod into that next time. <laughs> um, my next question. I'll go to Titana first. What are you currently watching or reading? I just finished the bear which I was obsessed with um yeah. could only watch at one episode at a time because of the sort of yeah. intensity but it was yeah. fantastic and what am I reading I'm reading uh an old Eve Babbitt's book uh Slow Days and Fast Company set in LA amazing and Chelsea I am reading I just started a book called It Starts With Why which is a business book and I am also picking up again because I had almost finished The Profit 
Um, but then I left the book somewhere and now I've got uh, a few pages left. So I always like to read something spiritual if I'm going to read something that's more business focused, because otherwise I go crazy if I don't have that balance. Yeah. Oh, perfect. What's your favorite social media platform right now? Favorite social media platform is Geneva. And the reason being because that's where we're building our Looney community. And we both feel that it's, it's really the antithesis of everything that we don't like about social media. Um, there's no hierarchy um, yeah. with uh, users. There's no blue ticks. It's just a place for an even playing field of people that want to share like intimate conversations, find support. Um, and we fill out, you know, an incredible uh, community, different set of rooms focusing on everything from chronic conditions uh, arts and poetry to nutrition and uh, we both love the app because it's it's new and exciting so I'll be honest I've never heard of it and I just googled it now it looks amazing I just literally sent it to my team and like what's this we should check this out that's so cool Geneva it's brilliant yeah, yeah it's brilliant I'm class. gonna refuse to give a different answer because it's the only yeah. one I, I love brilliant. it oh I've never you know the first time I've heard this I've asked this question nearly 200 times now. So I love that. Everyone just says Instagram or TikTok. So that's cool. Okay, Geneva. Geneva. Um, Tatiana, my next question then to you is, do you have a favorite quote or like a saying? I mean, it's a bit extreme, but I do often come back to what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> um, it Isn't is that also thing. like a lyric of a song? <laughs> I'm no, sure it's a lyric of You know that song? Let's go, let's is it go. Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it is. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Um, that, that's definitely one. But I, I would also just, not necessarily a quote, but, you know, something I, I would love to tell my younger self would just be kind of, no one knows what they're doing. Don't be afraid mm. of just giving things a go. I love that. That's very, very true. And Chelsea, how about you? I hate to say this. This is my real kind of English side coming out, but manners don't cost anything. <laughs> yep. Very, very important. Oh, I love that. And very, very British too. I feel very, very. <laughs> very English. Very um, my, my last question, guys, is I'll start with you, Chelsea. If you want... I mean, you do so many things. You all both do so many things. So it's hard to say, but like if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur right now, what would you be doing? But imagine you weren't doing all the hundred other things you were doing as well. Like what's something like a rogue answer that people would be like, Chelsea would be doing that? I think I, yeah, it's kind of focusing on like future life, right? I would, I would say an acupuncturist yeah. or a nutritionist or a healer of some description. Oh, I love that. It's an I was about to say, it kind of probably is already within your circle you're doing, probably dabbling in there anyway. So. <laughs> but yeah, you're someone who, when you have an idea, you're, you, I mean, you're a bit like me. You'll be like, I'm going to try to do it because it excites you to, to try and learn things, right? Coming from your first answer as well. So I love that. Definitely. Um, and Tatiana, what would you be doing? Uh, in an alternate universe, I, I, I always wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, that that was that was a bit of a pipe dream, uh, or something bizarre like a cartographer, be outside ah. and bringing a bit of maths into things, doing some maps, but also just yeah. being wandering around. I love that in the nature with your hikes. Yeah, as well. I love that. Nature. Oh, well, <laughs> guys, it's been such a pleasure. When I come both to east east side and west side we have to hang out, um, and uh, when you're in London too, uh, besides seeing fam 
do give me a call and we'll visit and come visit me as well. But um, in the meantime, though, where can everyone continue to follow you guys, your socials and also the brand as well? So the brand's on Instagram at my.looney. I'm on Instagram at Tatiana Steele underscore. And I'm on Instagram as Chelsea Leyland. And you can find our Geneva, yeah, you can find our Geneva community, <laughs> which is called Cycle Sanity. And it's our, our loony community on Geneva. Oh, I love that. Well, I'll put all the links to all of them in the summary so people can just go tap away. And well, till very soon, guys. This is not goodbye. This is a hasta luego. Hasta luego. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you, Akash. Thank you, Akash. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.